Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Today in Town Packers podcast. My name is Griffin. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at AllDayPackers, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friend Braun, who you can follow on Instagram at Lambo.Leapers. And we are coming back to you after another week of the Packers not playing football. <sighs> it gets easier as the days go by. Every day, it's a little bit a little bit brighter. Today's Championship Sunday. We're actually recording this before the games are going on, so um, my, my level of disinterest in football, I don't know if it's ever been higher than it is today. I'm just the sour grapes are real man <laughs> i'm so jealous of these teams how are you doing Bron? yeah griff i'm doing you know just about as good as any packers fan is doing right now i would say uh it, it does suck i mean we are not in the picture today so it's just like this football it feels really bad like you just don't even want to watch but uh i don't know i'll probably turn them on here and there but yeah just tough and but we'll, we got some stuff to talk about today unfortunately yeah we've got no games to talk about no games to preview but we're going to talk about the general state of the Packers roster heading into the offseason this is the, I think this is one of the first offseason podcasts we've done because usually we we take some time off in the offseason but this year I think we've had our best year on the podcast this was our third season doing it this was the most fun I've had I'd say and it sounds like uh, you guys want to hear us talk so we're going to keep doing these podcasts throughout the offseason happy to be here so we're just going to preview the uh, the offseason in general we're going to talk about the offensive side of the ball specifically on today's show preview every position next week we're going to get into the defense eventually we're going to get into the special teams maybe that gets its own episode maybe not but we're going to get into all of it so today we're doing offense and uh, I've got some I've got some hot takes to uh to talk about that I asked you guys for on my Instagram story so stay tuned for that but just to get into it Bron uh I mean where do you want to start do we start with the quarterback so actually before we get into any of that we've got some news so we start with Nathaniel Hackett offensive coordinator no longer the offensive coordinator for the Packers he's been hired by the Denver Broncos to be their head coach and uh Luke Getze passing game coordinator quarterback coach for the Packers he is now Chicago's offensive coordinator under their new head coach Matt Eberflus so uh some changes on the offensive coaching staff and also Adam Stenovich offensive line coach is now the Packers new offensive coordinator so do you have any opinions on that Bron? yeah I mean so everybody's a little concerned and it makes sense like you're concerned about the fact that we lost our offensive coordinator because Nathaniel Hackett big Aaron Rodgers guy um did a lot of great things for us when he was with us for the past three years and helped you know, help bring fresh ideas to the offense, invigorate the locker room in team meetings, and obviously Aaron Rodgers was a big fan of his. So, yeah, it, it sucks to lose him. And then, of course, you know, he wants our assistance and whatnot for his coaching staff, so it's been difficult for Matt LaFleur, I'm sure, to kind of manage, like, who he wants to make sure that is kept around. But he's kind of done that. So Adam Stenovich will be the Packers' new offensive coordinator. Um, so Getz, Luke Getze, you mentioned Packers quarterbacks coach, who's he used to be the wide receivers coach under Mike McCarthy, came back. Aaron Rodgers loves him. He's now in Chicago calling plays, which is, you know, that's quite a turnaround for him. And then it looks like the Broncos are going to look to add Justin Outen, beloved tight ends coach for the Packers. We talked to Dominique Daphne and Jay Sternberger in the tight end room for Green Bay over the years, and they love this guy. So it, definitely that's going to be a loss for sure. But the Packers have a lot of guys they like. They promoted Luke Buckus to the uh, as the offensive line coach now to replace Adam Stenovich, which, you know, with his elevation, that should be good too. So a, lo- a lot of different stuff, moving parts and whatnot. But the idea of adding some fresh fresh ideas into the room um, 
could be a, a good thing for this team and, and for this offense as well. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how Nathaniel Hackett does as a head coach. It, it's pretty cool that Matt LaFleur now, you know, comes from the Sean McVay tree, who comes himself from the Kyle Shanahan tree. That's a pretty big tree there. But uh, now Matt LaFleur, he's kind of starting his own tree. And Luke Getze, he's the most interesting one there because he was, like you said, a part of the McCarthy era. He was McCarthy's wide receiver coach. And Devontae speaks so highly of him and Rodgers loves him so much that LaFleur actually brought him back um, to be the quarterback coach and the passing game coordinator. So that's pretty cool. You know, Rodgers kind of, GM Rodgers kind of had his hand in that. But it, it'll be nice to get some shakeup on the offensive coaching staff because, I don't know, maybe they've grown stagnant with each other. I highly doubt that. But that's about the only optimism I can take from this because hopefully hopefully that's the last of the offensive pieces that'll be out the door this offseason. Because we get a report this morning, Sunday morning, that from Ian Rappaport that Rodgers is, uh, the, <laughs> I have to say, Braun, you did tell me so. Last week, I was a little emotional. I was pretty upset, and I was wrong because it does seem like Rodgers is coming back. So all credit to you there, buddy. But sounds like he's going to come back once again for another last dance, or maybe the maybe he's going to come back in 2023. Who knows at this point? But Rappaport also mentioned how the Packers are expected to use the franchise tag on Devontae Adams. So those two guys, they're probably going to be back here, barring any holdouts from Adams or any change of heart from Rodgers. But sounds like they're going to be back in Green Bay in 2022. So yay, another, another last dance. Well, yeah, I mean... I would just like to say, you know, I said this from the beginning, and every and I said this you last did say year, this. and I yeah, you did. and I'm gonna continue to say it, and just like everybody else is freaking out about everything from left, right, and center. I mean, I'm talking about, you know, everybody just got to kind of calm down and look at the picture and understand, you know, where we're at, um, and it just made too much sense to get those guys back, and it looks like we will. So that's a good thing. Hopefully, you know, obviously, like you said, barring anything unforeseen. Um, that's that's where we want to be. That's where I want to be, you know, from a fan standpoint, and with the desire to win football games. That's certainly where I'd like to be. Um, you know, you you just, it really all you have to do is listen to what Aaron Rodgers has said, and that's really all we did, Griff. Remember last year, we just focused on what he said and what we knew, as opposed to the award-winning YouTube out. video. Yes, that won that won three awards, um, <laughs> critically acclaimed as well. And the yeah. truth is, Griff, we knew. You just listen to Aaron Rodgers when he talks, and then you take what you can from that. And you know, we kind of did the same thing. And and I understand, like you look at you look at what he talks about, and just the direction that it was pointing to is that he's going to play. And the things he was saying prior to this playoff loss was that he was going to be back here in Green Bay. Um, so, you know, I think he's considering everything, but the the signs are pointing to his return, which is, is exciting for us for sure. It is exciting that we get another crack at this thing, and I said this kind of earlier on Instagram. You know, a lot of people, I, I played devil's advocate last week, not that I agree with these people, but that I do understand their frustration with the fact that it's been how many years now of having Rodgers and reloading every offseason and never being able to get over the hump this season was just like nail in the coffin for a lot of fans who are just ready to completely blow this thing up and like I said I don't agree with that but I do understand that but here's the thing you have to remember or at least think about this core is able to win a championship this is championship this is a championship team this team is good enough to win a title it's been good enough for how many years now just things have not gone their way and that's football football deals a lot with variance there's a lot of luck that goes into football one block punt 
lost us that game. One onside kick lost us the game in uh, in 2014 against Seattle. A coin toss decides the game in every overtime game. Ask Bills fans. Variance is a real thing in football, so eventually we're stacking up these losses. You have to hope that the luck is going to swing in our direction. And when it does, if it does, just think about how sweet that's going to be, man. When we finally win the title and we finally get Rodgers that second Super Bowl ring and he can get the fairy tale ending like Peyton Manning did after so many years of not winning it. That Rodgers can get that treatment and that's going to be so nice. And I I'm all for bringing Rodgers back, of course, because we love Rodgers on the show, but I'm all for bringing him back. And uh hopefully next year. Next year's got to be the year. Last year's got to be the year. This year had to be the year. Next year. Next year's actually going to be the year when it actually has to be the year, right? You're right, Griffin. And you know, I I mentioned a lot like the the losses, the pain, the suffering that everybody's feeling right now, players, coaches, fans, the like i mean the the pain that they're all feeling right now is is exactly what makes the eventual victory that we're hoping and praying we get so much sweeter in the end and it's really all about the journey and it's the the all the steps along the way and there will be nothing better in this world than to feel that victory in the moment of finally winning another super bowl and as long as we have Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, which, you know, the idea of potentially locking up Rodgers long-term would be awesome, you know, even just for two more years. To have a, an opportunity to not worry about Rodgers' future, um, to me, would be extremely valuable as a fan um, to just the enjoyment of the game. And uh, and obviously Devontae as well. Hopefully we can get him locked up long-term. And those are no guarantees, but if we're able to do that, it makes things a lot easier to start building around these guys a little bit more and and have a, a future plan set lock and, and in stone here. So, uh, but yeah, it, it's all about the end, uh, the end goal. And if we can get there at some point, it'll all be worth it in the end. And Griff, you mentioned you want to see Aaron Rodgers back, and, and that'll kind of lead us into what we're going to do here today, which is we're going to look at every single player on the offensive side of the ball from the 2021 season, kind of do a bit of a uh, a little personnel assessment, if you will, um, performance review of every player and see whether this is a guy we want to bring back, you know, is this a guy that we want to let walk, cut, etc. What are we going to do with this player moving forward? And we're going to examine the roster starting with the offense today. So Griff, uh, we talked about Aaron Rodgers. You want him back? I don't think I want him back. No, I'm just kidding. Of course I want him back. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. want Aaron Rodgers You're ready back. for the love era. Yes, yeah. I'm, I'm ready for the Jordan Love era. God, that, <laughs> oh goodness. All right, let's talk about Jordan Love. He's the next man up on this quarterback depth chart. Um, Two games this year, didn't play well in either of the games, uh, but the situation is, is is, he, is it a possible trade candidate situation if we decide to lock up Rodgers long-term? Does that then turn to, you know, let's maybe consider trading Jordan Love, get something of value now, and maybe use that to help build this roster right away to help win a championship? Or do we just keep him under Aaron Rodgers with the hope that he can continue to develop? Um, and, you know, I don't know what happens then, but... What what do we do with Jordan Love? That is the question. Do we just let him sit there and continue to sit, or do we try to, or, or would you trade him potentially, or or whatever else? I don't think his value is very high right now because the two games he played in did not look good, and I think I think the fact that Green Bay is so insistent on bringing Rodgers back, and they've been for two seasons now, I think that tells you a lot about Jordan Love because yes, Rodgers is a Hall of Famer. Yes, Rodgers is maybe the greatest of all time one of the most talented throwers of the football of all time, back-to-back MVP. Of course they want to bring him back, but imagine if they had, I think it was at not Joe Flacco on Instagram who first made this point, but imagine they had like a, a Justin Herbert. Imagine if 
Jordan Love looked like Justin Herbert in practice, and he showed flashes of just Justin Herbert levels of play on the field in the games that he did play. You don't think Green Bay would be ready to move on by now, knowing the haul they could get for for Rodgers right now? Because there's a chance that Rodgers next year, he's not as good, and his, his stock is going to go way down. Right now, last last season, we thought it was the highest it's going to be. Right now, it's still at that level. Like, Denver would probably give us three firsts and a couple players, maybe. So, the fact that Green Bay is not ready to move off of Rodgers, I think that tells you a lot of what they think of Jordan Love. And, I mean... We've seen him play too. We've seen him play, and of course, there's still time for him to develop into something better than he's been shown to be at this point. But I mean, it's there's not a whole lot of confidence in that because we didn't see any flashes. That's the big thing that we kept saying, Braun. We didn't see any flashes. We didn't see any big time throws. We didn't see anything that made us say, "Now that is the future of this franchise." It was his best throws were just being a game manager. And at that point, we can just trade for Marcus Mariota. But back to your original question, I don't see them trading Jordan Love this offseason. Maybe if he looks good in the preseason, they can get something for him next year. But I mean, at this point, what what could we possibly get for Jordan Love in a trade? Yeah, that's the thing, Griff. The question is, what could they possibly get in a Jordan Love trade? And maybe they look into it after they get a Rodgers deal done, but they probably won't like anything that they get back unless a team saw something in him in the draft, didn't get a chance to draft him because we traded up for him and whatnot. Uh... I don't know what they'd be satisfied with. It, to me, it just makes sense to keep him on the on the roster at least until the preseason and see what's going on. But um, it just, like you said, doesn't make a lot of sense. So I, I, the only option really to me is to just let him continue to sit on the bench um, and hopefully he can develop into a quality backup because really he's not even that yet. So um, that's the goal. I mean, he's got to take these small steps to get into that place. And um, so far, he just hasn't done that. But like you said, no flashes yet. Um you you wish you know we're not being you know Rodgers fans here of just like hoping that he's not good if he was really really good like you said if he was Justin Herbert everybody gives him all these excuses like oh he's only been in the system for 2 years and it's like well he's been sitting behind Aaron Rodgers for 2 years and he's he's not a rookie anymore now he's 2 and years he was in a first and round still pick. and he's a first, first round pick, pick. I don't know why the standard for play for Jordan Love is so small compared to these other guys who are getting cut after, like, five games. Like, I mean, is... people treat it like he was drafted in the fifth or sixth round. Like, people of course, treat it yeah, like we're he's... not expecting yes. him to be an MVP at this point. Oh, he's, he's such a, a project. He's such but, a I mean, project. Like... That's what it all comes back to, man. That's what the whole conversation comes back to is they used a fir- they traded up and used a first-round pick on Jordan Love, which that's the issue there, man, and he's going to be held to a high standard when you draft him in the first round. That's the thing. I mean, now, to, to us, the way we look at it, he should not be given this long leash of, you know, incapable play. Like, we have to see him make throws. Like, if he was throwing like Justin Herbert, it's uh, like he Justin Herbert went in that game in his rookie year, and he played really well. Joe Burrow had a great... Like, these guys are first-round quarterbacks. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the, they should be capable of showing something. And, and a lot of those guys have shown something. Jordan Love is not and yet he continues to get this long leash, even though he's been in a better situation, not having to play in year one, getting to play two games in year two, and not showing anything. And this is after sitting behind the greatest quarterback, talent-wise, of our generation that we've ever seen, Griff. So I don't know why he's getting all these excuses from everybody and getting babied, frankly, but that's just the nature of, you know, people just, it's, it's the nature of being a fan, I guess. It's just people fan how they want to fan. I just, I'll never understand it, but... 
Not much yeah, you can well, say, really. I mean, the team itself, the Packers organization, is kind of in a good spot because you have to remember, after that 2019 season, it's not like Rodgers was playing at the level he did this year or last year. He did right. kind of appear to have one of those Peyton Manning's, Big Ben kind of seasons where you could totally see him falling off. So it's not like it wasn't the most egregious thing ever. would have helped if we could have gotten in and uh, brought in another receiver or someone else other than a quarterback. But, you know, it's not the the worst decision in the world. But at I, this yeah. point... I hardly uh, blame the organization at this point. I, I, it's not even. It's more so like the perspective on everything from the fans is like yes, yeah, the idea that yeah. Jordan Love is the next guy. Like he's he's this next. Like what well, what have you seen to make you think like like you see these highlights of Jordan Love like these and then it's like the most basic throws because he's never thrown an act like he just throws these basic footballs and they're not good throws like, half the time, and, like, I don't know how you get highlights out of that, but, like, everybody's like, oh, Jordan Love is next up, and it's like, you're just throwing yeah. him to this Hall of Fame conversation based on, like, an out route in the second half in the, against the Detroit Lions. It's like, and I don't know. Most I, quarterbacks are sense. bad, dude. Most quarterbacks are bad. Even first-round yep. quarterbacks, most of them are bad. But the the team is in a good spot here because they draft this guy. He's very raw, obviously still at this point not ready to be a starter. But they do have an opportunity to sit him down, let him learn, and there's still a, albeit smaller percentage now than it was when he was first drafted, but there's still a percentage, percent chance that he's able to become a good quarterback, just like Rodgers did. But, I mean, it's so annoying for you and I when people compare him to Rodgers because, I mean, that was lightning in a bottle, first of all. How often does that happen? And second of all, Rodgers was supposed to be the number one overall pick. So, completely different situation there. But, the, you know, the organization, I'm sure they're not very upset with the position that they're in. Right. All right, let's talk about Kurt Benkert a little bit. I mean, we saw him. <laughs> oh, yeah. We saw him make throws, Griff, in, in the preseason and stuff, but he he looked pretty average as well. He he was no worse than Jordan Love, no better either. I'd say I'm mean, just another. He's a guy that they'll probably keep around as the third guy, just like Tim Boyle was at one point. And then you know whatever happens with Jordan Love, it maybe maybe Kurt develops into that second guy. But he's going to be around, I would say, um, unless something you know maybe they need an extra roster spot and put Kurt on the practice squad or something, but. I expect him to stick around. You want to go back and forth real quick with some uh, number three quarterbacks? How about Manny Wilkins? Ooh. How about Marquise Williams? <laughs> Marquise Williams? I don't remember him. Wow. Okay. I thought your extensive knowledge was a little far more far-reaching, Griff. No. How about uh, Tim Boyle? Boyle was a number three for a while. He turned into the number two, yeah. He did turn as soon as we brought in Jordan Love. Um, <laughs> wasn't Brett Hundley a three? Everybody remember. starts as a three when you're drafted. Everyone starts as a three, I suppose. Jordan undrafted. Love, former three. How about uh, yeah. Taysom Hill, former three? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, Bryce Callahan, is that his name? Oh, yeah. No, that's the corner. No, Joe, no, Callahan. Joe Callahan. Joe Callahan. That's the Broncos corner, former Bear yeah. corner. No, but Joe People Callahan, like yeah. That was, the, uh, that was the Hunley year in 2017. Yeah. People were really wanted Callahan to get in there, and then he comes in against Detroit, and I don't think he was very good. See, like um, these guys are actually flashing stuff. We've never seen that from Jordan Love. Like it's it's just okay. mind blowing. It's you, mind you blowing, think, really. You think Joe Callahan showed more than Jordan Love has? Probably, <laughs> honestly, yeah. In the preseason, he was flinging that thing, man. I think Tim Boyle had the highest passer rating in the preseason for like three years in a row. So did Brett? Like no, Brett Hundley had that for a while. Oh yeah, Brett Hundley was the ultimate preseason quarterback. That's yep. right. All right, let's move on to receiver here. So, Devontae Adams. Let's Keep get him. into this, Bron, because this also leaks over the week. $30 million. Uh, $30 million he's wanting per year. Obviously, right now is when agents are putting everything they can out to the news outlets. 
So, you know, take with, take that with a grain of salt. But Devontae, he's at least at least looking for around $30 million a year. That's definitely more than DeAndre Hopkins' 27.5, which is the Packers didn't like that as the, being the number one uh, contract at that position. And they wanted to give him somewhere around $25 million, And then now Devontae wants not only more than DeAndre's 27.5, but he wants to be paid like a quarterback. $30 million is crazy, which, I'm mean, look, I it's not my money, so... I want him around, so whatever it takes is is my opinion. If they can make it work, make it work. But uh, I mean, that is some number. Uh, that that would be a a uh, just like every big contract is. But this this really feels like it would be game changing for that position for sure. Um, it would definitely but, be. Do you a, have any issue with it, Griff? Do you have an issue with that number or not really? I hate playing salary cap because we we don't know anything about the salary cap no one knows anything about the salary cap Russ Ball is a genius he knows what he's doing so if he can figure out a way to get Devontae paid and make it on the books look okay and keep us under for a while then more power to him Devontae this is where I always stand with players who want to get paid of course they deserve to get paid they always deserve to get paid and fans they always signed with the teams they always signed with the owners which makes sense they're fans of the team but these players deserve to get paid i Devonte, he has been the best receiver in the world for multiple years in a row now of course he deserves that money but there's a chance that green bay just can't afford that and there is a chance which more probably more than likely at this point that they are going to tag Devonte, bring back rogers make this the actual true last dance uh, they could still tag him again in 2023 so um i mean i don't know i it doesn't feel like they're going to give him that deal though and i feel like they're going to let him get that deal somewhere outside of green bay when it's actually time to blow up this roster you know yeah the franchise tag is something that they're i think the, the plan will be place the tag on him put him in a position where it's you're going to sign a deal with us or you're going to play on the tag, and it's that that gives Green Bay the leverage, and nobody wants the franchise tag as a player, but it, it does give Green Bay that leverage to be able to get him locked up, um, and that's the goal in the end. Everybody wants Devontae locked into a long-term situation. The money is the problem. I don't know how, you know, Devontae posted something the other day. He said, it's first it's about the respect, then it's about the money. I think he's talking about the fact that the offers that he was receiving um, before the talks were kind of cut off prior to the start of the season, um, they were not in what he wanted. They, he felt disrespected. So the idea is like, you know, first, the, the, the money is the, is the most clear signal of respect. The idea of the money being the, the thing that shows the player their worth, their value to the team. And if the Packers aren't showing that to Devontae, he feels disrespected thus. Um, so that's the whole idea. I mean, it, it's just, it, it, you have to figure out how to balance making the player feel like he's wanted with the understanding that maybe just monetarily, you know, the Packers can't afford a certain thing or don't want to go in a certain direction money, with the money. Um, so it's it's going to be a puzzle that they're going to have to solve, but obviously in the end we both want to make sure Devontae gets locked up into a long-term contract. Right, and it does kind of suck for Devontae, though, because he doesn't know when Jordan Love's going to be given the keys. And <laughs> would you want to play with a, not even nothing against Jordan Love here, just would you, if you're in your 30s, the best receiver in the league, would you want to start over and start working with a first-year starter at quarterback when you've been playing with Rodgers your whole career? No. And so, of course, I totally understand that Devontae probably wants to go somewhere else at some point. I don't even uh, think it's that. It's it's about Aaron Rodgers. It's about what is Aaron doing. Like, he's... I think Devontae would be open to staying with Jordan, but it would be about the money at that point. For that, he'd have to definitely make sure that he's getting $30 million probably per year. But, I like, I think he takes that deal regardless. Forget, like, whatever happened. Maybe before Rodgers' decision is even made, Griff, 
before that decision is even made about Rodgers, his cap number may still be the 46 or whatever that he's at, and Rodgers is still on this team, and we don't know what he's doing. And I think Devontae gets a $30 million deal, he'll take it from Green Bay. That's the thing. I don't think it's that really necessarily. Of course, you know, we saw in that Chiefs game, Devontae was absolutely frustrated with Jordan Love and the fact that he just could not hit him even though he was burning guys left and right. So it, it, it really is like one of those things where you just don't know. But we're going to have to figure out how exactly they make it work. And I think it starts with having making sure that Aaron Rodgers is there. And once they do that, it'll be easier for Devontae to probably sign on. It should definitely be a priority, right? Because if you get Devontae signed long-term, then you move off of Rodgers at some point. It's You no longer have to pay Rodgers the money he's getting, and you can instead make Devontae that guy on your offense. You can give him the bulk of your money on offense. And, you know, if Jordan Love doesn't pan out, then we're going to get a high draft pick, and then we can get a new quarterback in who's going to have the best receiver in the league to throw to. And that's just going to be, that's going to help a lot for him. And then we get five years of that new rookie quarterback on a cheap deal. So, you know, the Packers are in a good spot here, honestly. (laughs) They're in a pretty good spot. And the salary cap, man, I always think of the Zadarius Smith year in 2019, that offseason when we, we, you know, we got rid of McCarthy, LaFleur's first year, and we completely rebuilt the roster. And we signed, we were, we were talking, Bron, we were posting all of our, our offseason plans on Instagram. And we were like, well, there's probably not a chance we can get two of these premier pass rushers we end up getting Zadarius Smith who got a way bigger deal than anyone any of us were expecting and we also got Preston Smith who got kind of got what we were expecting there and it was like how are they doing this it's because they backload it there's ways you know like you said last week there are loopholes that no one understands so if there's a way that they can get if there's a way that they can get a Devontae deal done this season then more power to them and that's great for this organization but it's going to be a complicated situation for sure all right let's talk about Randall Cobb because he's he's a guy who is under contract but set to be a uh, paid at nine million dollars next year, um, which is probably you know they they're not going to be able to work with that number probably. So to me, Griff, looking at Randall Cobb, I think he needs to be on this football team. He played well all year long when he was in there. I think he's valuable to Devonte for sure, and I think to that whole room because of his veteran presence and everything he's been doing. Um, great friends to all those guys too, and just a great guy in the locker room. So. Um, I think the idea would be, I don't know how, I think he'd be comfortable taking some kind of less money. If After they cut him, I think to bring him back wouldn't be that difficult because he wants to be here. He wants to win. If Rodgers and Devontae and, and David and everybody's still here, um, I don't see why Randall Cobb wouldn't want to come back even at a lower lower number. Yeah, there's a chance that he's going to want money because he can still play, which, you know, more power to him in that case. But if he wants to be here, then I'm absolutely for bringing him back on a cheaper number. Nine million is a little bit too much for Randall Cobb's production, but like you said, he's he's he was really good for the twelve weeks he did play until he got injured. Obviously, not a very big factor in the playoff game, but uh, throughout the year, he made a lot of clutch plays. Remember that? I think it was third down, third and twenty something in Cincinnati. You remember that throw? One of Rogers' best throws of the year. But of course, it's Randall Cobb. I mean, that's the play I'm going to remember from Randall Cobb's twenty twenty one season, and he adds a lot of value to this team on and off the field. So hopefully, they can work that out and bring him back. Because you know he loves being a Packer. That's right, and we've got another guy who's you know loves being a Packer, but things are a little bit up in the air. He's a restricted free agent with Alan Lazard. Um, I think we both agree that you know ha- him being restricted gives the Packers the the opportunity to, to put some kind of tender on him, um, whether it be a first round tender if they you know which they probably won't do, a second round tender which is possible, which means that and and this means that if they were to if some other team were to sign Alan Lazard they would have to give up their a second-round pick to the Packers. 
So it would be a trade of sorts. Or they may put the original round, which would be, in his case, undrafted tender, so they would not get anything in return. It would be a right-of-first refusal situation where Green Bay could could sign him to any extension that another team gives him. So it's going to be interesting to see which one they give. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty certain he'll be back on this football team as well. Yeah, it sounds like it. He's been a good piece for many years now. I, obviously, we really don't want him as that number two <laughs> anymore because he was good, but it's like we're kind of it would be a lot nicer if we had someone a little bit better than Alan Lazard. But he's a great role player. He's made some great catches this year. Had a little bit of the dropsies for uh, stretches in 2021, but overall, good player knows the offense and he's been good for many years so hopefully they can get him back now griff what do you do with mvs because he's unrestricted free agent we don't know how much money he would command on the open market because he hasn't done anything spectacular really but he has played well for green bay and and is a great speed threat for aaron Rodgers. and and rogers obviously likes him so so what do we think here in terms of of his future in green bay well the problem is that he's the only speed threat on this offense which we talked about last week when we didn't have him there's no one else who stretches the field even a little bit so if they're not planning on bringing him back then they're gonna have to have another plan in place for someone with a little bit of speed who they can rely on but uh mvs you know he's another good role player his best season came in 2020 dealt with a lot of injuries in 2021 but he showed flashes of still being a very good very good player down the field and in 2020 he was one of the best players in the league going down the field so i don't know i don't know i hope they can bring him back rogers i mean (laughs) remember the report was it this week or last week that uh rogers wanted to go to denver or he wanted to go somewhere and he was pounding the table for Devonte and MVS, but not Randall Cobb this time. I guess not Randall Cobb. No, he doesn't want Randall, and he he really wants MVS. That's such a such a weird thing. Yeah, I mean that's, that's no one gets more garbage. made up things made up about them than uh, Rogers no, does. Nobody. Yeah. I'll I'll take MVS at something a little bit. I don't know what kind of money he would get. I really have no idea. I, like I could see him. I feel like a, a lot of these like guys six million dollars. Like we should just give know. these guys some short deals because. You One know, year, six million MVS. We we should do that. That's my judgment day is coming for this franchise. It's not going to be it this is. year, but it's coming. So just give these guys, you know, short deals, not a lot of money. Say, have a good season with Aaron Rodgers in one of his final years, and you're going to get paid after that. Maybe that's that's what they pitched MVS. Maybe. Um, and then in that same vein, we've got other guys on this receiving core that are, you know, free agents, and and another one is EQ. Um, they could probably get him back at the vet minimum. I wouldn't be surprised if he's back. But then again, I also I could see them letting him walk. But then again, like I said, the 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 money there won't be an issue. So if they want him back, they can probably get him. EQ's a guy I just wish they would give more opportunities to. I mean, what they're worried about there maybe is maybe people see him on Raw coming out in his rookie season in Detroit, and they're like, maybe the same blood we can uh, <laughs> can get that out of him. I mean, I always he. You know us, Bron. We we love EQ. We've been a fan of his since he was drafted in 2018. So I still yeah. think there's a lot of potential with him. I do too. So I I would bring him back because he can do things on special teams, and of course we've seen him make plays for this offense too. So I I say bring him back as maybe that last guy on the depth chart. Um, I think that's you know to get him on the vet minimum as a free agent. I wouldn't mind that at all. Malik Taylor, uh, he's exclusive rights, so he'll be back on a on a small tender for sure. Um, as another one of those depth guys, probably. The last one we'll talk about, uh, Amari Rogers. Uh, he is. On the he's on the roster. He he didn't do much on offense this year. Um, little bit in spurts to start the season in some motion stuff, but then moved towards the the special teams role pretty much. He disappeared um, from the offense. Yeah, right? that's even when Cobb was out, which was teams. the craziest part. Even when Cobb was out, he wasn't getting on the field. 
Yeah, but he's uh, obviously he's on his four-year deal. Uh, this will be his, the second year coming up, so he will stick around. Um, and that with that, let's move on to the running backs, Griff. Um, okay, before got... we get into the running backs, I have to mention how depressing it is that we're talking about this as my family gathers in the living room to watch the AFC Championship game. Ugh. How much does it suck that we're doing this? All right, Pretty on awful. to the running backs. Aaron Jones, so he's got $9 million on his contract this year in 2022 coming up. Um the numbers get pretty steep after this after this uh, 2022 season, but uh, I we got to bring him back, right? I, I don't see any scenario in which they cut him unless things get yeah, really no. murky. But he should be back, and and we all love Aaron Jones and think he's a spectacular player, so he should be yeah, back. Great player, and at times when the offense wants to feature him, he like against the 49ers on Saturday, he was at times the only thing that were moving moving the chains for us on offense and it, we've seen that happen too when Matt LaFleur wants to feature him when he's a part of the game plan he's a great player in the passing game and on the ground feature point of this offense so yeah no point in getting rid of him AJ Dillon's a guy we talked about a lot this past year and you know we've had him on the show before and uh, people forget that people do forget that we were one I think we were his first interview as a rookie and um, <laughs> now here we are and he's playing like a, like a superstar player on this football team at the running back position obviously you know, on, on his rookie deal, uh, he's expected to stick around for sure. Yeah, I, you know, he was the number two ranked running back, and according to PFF, behind Jonathan Taylor, it's pretty cool. He averaged four point three yards per carry, which isn't great, but he is one of those guys that like. You know, that's he's getting an actual four yards every time he touches the ball because he's going to run right through people even if the blocking's not great. Like, he's only had nine carries in 2021 over 10 yards. So that 4.3 number, that's a true 4.3 yards per attempt. Let's talk about Kylan Hill, Griff. He got injured pretty early on but showed some stuff on offense and, and on special teams as well. So what do you think yeah. of Kylan Hill? I'm <laughs> I you think I'm going to have a hot take for Kylan Hill? <laughs> give I'm, me your yeah, give me your ruling <laughs> thoughts on Kylan Hill. I think he's the future Barry Sanders of the NFL. No, I oh. mean, he, you know, he's nice. He was he did show a lot of, of a lot of flashes. Not a lot of flashes, but he showed some promise there when he was a uh, the number 3 running back before he got injured. So, and he was effective on special teams, which we were running out of players who we could say that about by the end of the season. So, I'm excited for him to come back. In that same vein, Griff, Patrick Taylor, he kind of showed some stuff for us um, when he ran the ball a little bit. He could do stuff on special teams. He's under contract. He'll probably stick around, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I would say so. With that, let's move on to the tight end position where things get a little more murky for most of these guys. Um, let's start with Big Dog, Mercedes. He had that big fumble in the game that really cost us in the end. You know, there's a lot of things that cost us, but if you look to any point that really changed us on offense for the rest of the game, it was that fumble. Would Makes have put no us up sense, 14, but nothing. yeah. I mean, I, I, he didn't f- that was the first time in, what, eight years he fumbled? I first mean, time gosh. he lost the fumble, yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, God, man. Why did that change the game? Why did a Mercedes Lewis fumble completely change the game on offense? Momentum, man. It just swung know. it all the way through. And now he's under contract, but is this a guy that we would potentially cut? I don't know. He's so valuable to the locker room. He is one of the true locker room leaders. Uh, what's, his, uh, what's his salary next year? What's his cap hit? $2.445 million. Okay. They're probably going to keep him under contract, right? Yeah, I don't see a scenario in which they... Um, I mean, maybe he retires. It's possible. Maybe he retires, you know? yeah. He could kind of take the shine away from Tom Brady 
get all the media's <laughs> attention there. <laughs> he would, yeah, there you go. Um, well, so, I don't know. Do you think he should be back? Like, do you, would you prefer him back, or, or do you really think, think so. maybe it's time? I think time? in the same vein as uh, Randall Cobb, like, you know, Randall Cobb gives you more on the field, but Mercedes is such a leader in the locker room, especially for those tight ends, man. The tight ends, we've had how many of them on the show? They all love Mercedes. I think yeah. three tight ends. We had Sternberger, Deguara, yeah. and Daphne. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they all love Mercedes. He's a great leader. And losing the tight ends coach, maybe he can become the tight ends coach. <laughs> How crazy would that be? <laughs> he basically is the tight ends coach <laughs> Yeah, anyway. he pretty much is, yeah. I would like to see him on the field a little bit less, not going to lie. Well, it's just good to have him, I guess. And that that number's yeah. a little much, but I don't know. They, they pay, paid him last year, so he's still under contract. They'll probably keep him around. Robert Tunyon's the interesting one, though, because he's been the star at that in that group. Didn't play as well this year. Then got hurt, ACL. We don't know what his situation is in terms of uh, what his money will be like if he was to be re-signed. And also, we don't know if he'll be starting week one because his injury could take him a bit deeper in the next season. So we're really not sure what his status is going to be. Do you think they should, and will they bring him back, Griff? I don't know, man. It all depends on the figure because it it depends on what other teams are willing to pay for him because there's a chance that other teams are going to want to give him a big deal because he had that big season in 2020, but he wasn't looking like that same player in 2021, and I feel like a lot of his success in 2020 was scheme-related. But also, this season when he went out, there wasn't really a tight end who was able to uh, take that production back because of the scheme. So, I don't know. It's it's a big toss-up. That's my <coughs> answer for a lot of these questions. I don't know. I don't know. Robert Tunyon, if he if he wants to come back, and, you know, we're not going to be able to pay, pay a lot of these guys big money. So, if he wants to come back on a cheaper deal than he would get elsewhere, then I would love to have him back. The problem is, Griff, if Robert Tunyon was to leave... We'll be in a position where we're we're gonna need some help from a vertical standpoint at that position. Well, you don't you don't trust Tyler Davis? He had that nice catch in Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> the one catch. I mean, this is the problem. We've been sticking with a lot of these undrafted guys at that position for a while. Um, yeah, that's the one thing Rodgers hasn't really had since Jeremichael Finley. Uh, the Richard Rodgers was the starter for a number of years, but you know he was never really good option to have as your starting tight end. So Robert Tunyon, we thought he was going to be that, but this season he didn't really, didn't really match that potential. So we'll see, man. We'll see. I mean, as far as, far as people who want to make a big splash move, I'm sick of the big splash moves at tight end. Jimmy Graham and Martellus Bennett have scarred me as a Packers fan. I'm done with the tight ends. So what do you want to do? What's the solution? <laughs> Just go with Deguara. I think, I think Deguara, third round pick. I feel like that's a draft pick a lot of people don't talk about enough. Third round pick, there's a chance he can get better as he goes on. And, you know, Rodgers could have hit him on a big third down on Saturday's game, so that would have been nice. But he did have that big drop, so I don't know. I am I would say bring back Tunyon back if he wants to take a discount. And if not, DeGuara, I'm more than happy with him being our number one option. Okay, yeah, I mean, I love Josiah. That would be, uh, I mean, he'd have to develop for sure. Like, we'd need to see him grow for sure. He's definitely um, going to have to grow. Yeah. Because, it, it, I mean, that's 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 a project situation we'd be in. I mean, to have, I, I get it. Like, he made that great play against the uh, Lions, the big 60-whatever-yard 60, 60 touchdown. Oh, yeah, he did. Forgot about that. That one. was cool. Forgot about a lot a nice of plays play. from that game. Remember that yeah. touchdown in Minnesota? Rodgers rolling left? Yeah. 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 He okay, made some well, plays. Yeah, he can make plays. We just gotta <laughs> we gotta make sure like he you know, he's had drops before and stuff, but yeah, I do think Deguara could be that guy. It'd just be nice to have a little maybe pair that with a veteran that can also run downfield. Like we just, just a cheap, you know, a minimum guy. Um 
Then we've got, if we had Mercedes, DeGuara, and then a veteran that can run a little bit, that's fine with me. MVP of the tight end room, friend of the show, Dominic Daphne. He's an RFA, correct? Or is he in it? Exclusive Urfa? rights, so he'll be back. Wow. Yeah, Which is nice. Back. Nice to have him back, yeah. of course. Maybe uh, he can come back on the show. Oh, yeah. We'll have him back when we're in the same position next year, number one seed yes. on the bye week. And we'll tell him, this is our year, right? And he'll say, yep, this is our year. Or I hope so, which he always says. And then yep. and we'll be right back where we are right now. All right, moving on to the O-line, correct? What about Tyler Davis? We didn't... Tyler Davis. I mean, <laughs> you want my Tyler Davis take. Is he an Urfa or is he under contract? He is under contract for this year as 895000 But if we cut him... There will be that that he's his his deal is non guaranteed, so we could save eight hundred and ninety five thousand against the cap. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Depends on what else they do at that position. It depends what they need money wise. I, mean, I he's you know he's not gonna be your starter. He's not no, yeah. Well we kinda <laughs> had him. We did have him at this point. In this yeah. year, starting a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. All right, O line. This is the thing that uh kind of kind of cost us our season. Two years in a row now, David Bakhtiari not being on the field. It definitely would have helped, but next year we're going to have David Bakhtiari back, and assuming that all things go well and <laughs> we don't have another Bakhtiari situation, we're going to have Elton Jenkins back on the field too. So yeah, those at some are two point, hopefully, yeah. of the most important players on this team. They're going to be back on the field, and they never played together at all this season. So That should That's be a boost definitely to the offense, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when you yeah, look at I, it like that, it's like those are two of our big free agent signings. Yep. And so I, I guess we're both in agreement that David should stick around, obviously, even though the injury, we need him to be on this football team. He's just got this new deal from last year. Um, so we both agree he should be around. And same thing with Elton, right? I mean, he's he's coming up on a contract year in 2023, but as of right now, still on his rookie deal. An extension might be in the works, maybe not this off season, but next off season or sometime around Signing during the season. Cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that would be. Yeah. He is so but, good. Yeah. Man, it sucks not having him. Would have yeah, really helped if we had Elton, man. Yeah, because he could really fill any position at a high level. And instead, we were putting in Lucas Patrick Oliver and whatnot. But, all right, Griffin, let's talk about Bill Turner. He is under contract, but he's got a $9 million salary. Um, he's a guy that could be a cap casualty. Um, that That's a lot of money for a guy who... That is a know, lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's just, you know, he's a valuable player, but he could play right tackle for us, but also... You know, maybe maybe they just look to save some money in that spot. I don't know. Do you think he stays? Should he stay? What do you think? That feels like a give him an extension and push the money back type of deal, no? <laughs> maybe I mean, nine I... million for an for a starting caliber offensive lineman. Not the worst deal in the world. No, it's but... not. It's it's not a bad deal for him. I think it's just yeah. the money. I mean, if you talk about David Bakhtiari making twenty two next year, yeah. I don't think that's unreasonable for Bill to make nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Obviously, I, would like to. Have I him think back. I'd like him to stick around. I think I think we should do whatever it takes to kind of keep him. Whether it's like we have to extend him and push some money out, or and lower his number for 2022, or to just keep him on this deal and have him go in as a lame duck going into free agency after this year. Whatever the case is, I think I I'd like him to remain in Green Bay. Yeah, we have a lot of versatility on the offensive line. Keeping those guys is definitely uh, well, Lucas Patrick, another versatile guy. Going to be a free agent, correct? Yeah, he'll be a free agent. I think his time is up. We gave him one extension. Didn't play well a lot, you know, in, in a lot of spots since then. I think he's probably out the door. Um, At times, he was the worst player on the line. Yeah. <sighs> but he... It's tricky, though, because he is a starting caliber guy who... I mean, <sighs> Not maybe anymore, they just man. like him. 
He was an undrafted free agent, man. I, I'm just about ready Luke? to. I'm about, I'm about ready to hang it up for Lucas, man. I don't know. I just yeah. he might get more money than in another place, like, and it'll just kind of answer the question for us. I would say, just because he's played with Rodgers, he's been on a good offensive line. He hasn't played awful, you know. He's he's played in decent spots. He can play a little bit. He's a versatile guy who could play center if he needs to. So he's he's probably done in Green Bay, but the guys that they have kind of built in. Now are John Runyon, Royce Newman, and Josh Myers, who will, uh, you know, they're on their rookie deals. They'll be kind of in this offensive line for the future and, and the present, really. Um, and then, As bad as a year as Royce had, I trust the Packers so much when it comes to O-linemen that I'm confident he's going to be better in the future. Same with yeah, uh, Myers and same with same with Runyon. Yeah, I, I think all three of those guys are going to be in the picture for us in that, in that spot. And then uh, you talk about Dennis Kelly, who's a free agent. Um, I don't know what they'll do with him. Rodgers likes him, but he didn't play well in the playoff game. Played a little bit better during the regular season when he had to come in, so it's going to be interesting to see what they do with him. Maybe they can get him back really cheap. I, I could see that, but anything more than the market value of, of a veteran minimum, I, w- I would pass. Yeah, he's kind of the 2021 Veldier signing, though. Yeah. and then So maybe he's out, you're thinking? Yeah, I'm thinking he's out. Okay. and uh, Well, then with uh, we've got one restricted guy, Yash Nyman. Played really well when he was in at times. He'll be back on some tender. We're not sure, but he should be back. We both agree that he will and Hopefully, should be yes. back. Yeah, yeah. That's so, great Bakhtiari insurance there. Yeah, it is because he's, he's filled in at left and right um, before. And he's he's athletic, really fast compared to some of these other guys. Like you watch him on the tape running downfield. He's just a faster guy athlete-wise compared to guys like Lucas Patrick um, and others. Um, so he's just a faster guy. So it's great to have him as, a, as an athlete type, similar to what Elton can do for us as an athlete, um, which is good. And he ranks highly on the uh, best Packers names uh, rankings there. Uh, Yash Nyman, great name. Elton Jenkins, Darnell Savage. Packers have a lot of great names. Equinemius St. Brown, got to bring EQ back just for that reason, no? There you go. <laughs> Dominique Daphne, are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, that's a that's never a ends with this team, man. <laughs> yep. All right. Marquez well, Valdez Scantling. <laughs> You're going at it there, Griff. Yeah, well, how about Aaron Rodgers? How about that one? That's a great name, man. Aaron Best Rogers. name in sports. That is a great name. Who is it? Shannon Sharp who said that uh, LeBron's mom knew he was going to be the GOAT. That's why she named him LeBron. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> LeBron is just a great name. It is a but great then you've name. Got, but then you've got Michael Jordan, which is kind of... <laughs> Pretty basic name, Kevin. Well, it, he made it not basic, like Michael Jordan. It's so basic. Yeah, Michael that it's Jordan like now means yes, world renowned. Yeah. It's like yeah. If you're named Michael Jordan, it's like oh, your mom really liked uh, like the '90s Bulls, huh? Okay, well we're getting a little off topic. <laughs> I mean but, that's uh, it. That's it for the offense now. Yeah, that's it. So Kinda we'll do the defense wrong. next week. It's not too much to talk about defense this week, but we'll week. be back. Defense next it's... week is a lot to talk about, and special teams, which I'm sure everybody wants to hear. So <laughs> yes, today's pretty depressing. Griff, Today did you want to go over your hot takes? Depressing. Yeah, let me... So I just asked for this probably, let's see, two hours ago. Let's see. I'm sure everyone's got their hot takes about how bad Rodgers is and how much Devontae costs this team. So let's see. Myers underscore 50 says, keeping Aaron and Devontae hurts our team for years. I wow. disagree. Tell me why you disagree, Bron. <laughs> why I mean, do I disagree? I'm sure so all of the, these are going to so be what is the a variation exactly? of that same hot take. Yeah, okay. So my why do I disagree with... Her, having Aaron and, and Devante, well, I think having the two best players in football is pretty cool. That's probably yeah, it is cool. Yeah, I like it. I don't know. I like winning. The too. Best duo in the league. I mean, 
this is the same thing as the Jordan Love discussion because if if we go all out to bring back Rodgers and Devontae and even get one more Super Bowl, it's worth it. It doesn't matter how bad, we, how how long we're bad for, you know? Yeah. Be careful what you wish for. They don't understand. They do not understand what it would be like to not have these guys. They're taking it for granted. It's it's really, it's a shame, and it's not much they can do because it's just all we've had. The, the amazing quarterback play for the last 30 years, 30-plus 30 years, I mean, it has been incredible to watch the receivers talent the when you talk about Jordy and all the guys that Favre had with, with now Devante and everybody else Randall Cobb still being around like we've had so much talent on offense they don't understand what it would be like to have Jordan Love and Jawan Winfrey as our starters on, on offense <laughs> they just wouldn't I get mean, it it would it only would be, be good in getting us a high draft pick that's about it and anybody who wants to see that that's a full year of of not winning and we haven't had that We've never been through a season, even when Rodgers was injured and everything else, there was always the hope that they could get to the playoffs by some magic at his hands, and it, they've done it before, and, and that's why we've always had that hope, because we started 4-6, and six, and we finished 10-6, and six, and went to the playoffs, and it's like... He you gives go, you, you a ticket to the dance every, every single year. Every single year. Every single year, Griff. And that's it's the problem. These fans the don't get it. Jordan Love, gives, Jordan Love gives you a ticket to nowhere. Right now, we'd be we'd be getting a ticket to the number one overall pick if we had Jordan Love starting without Devontae. <laughs> I Adams. have to say, I have to say, this is reminding me a lot of uh, Favre is taking us to the Super Bowl. Rogers is taking us to the toilet bowl. That's exactly what I thought of when I said it. <laughs> okay, it's the truth uh, though. It is. Yeah, it's a little different. Aaron Rodgers I mean, this is a little time, bit different. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this so time it's Albert- true. <laughs> Alberto Diaz says AJ Dillon better than Aaron Jones. I love both, but it's just facts. You agree with that? Yeah, I mean that's I don't know. That's it depends what you look for in a running back. Because in my running back, I would like to have more of an Aaron Jones style of play where he can be a factor in the passing game. But if you want your hardcore run it up the middle, truck some guys, AJ Dillon's your guy, and he's great at that. But yeah, they, they do things each- The truth is they complement each other so well. They're the best duo in terms of like you just said, complementary wise. Uh the fact that the smash mouth that uh AJ Dillon's able to play versus what Aaron Jones does as a slasher and a pass catcher. But the problem is now, Griff, they've both done a little bit of what each other does, like if that makes sense. Like I feel like Aaron Jones, he's so good at creating his own yardage and he does a lot of that tough running that AJ Dillon's we always talk about him. And then AJ Dillon goes out, he's catching passes. He he could be a slasher. He's got a lot of speed as well. So they both really do it all at, and they do it at a high level. And I don't think either one of them is better than the other at this point. I just think they're both spectacular at what they do best, and and it's great to have them both. Yeah, I I like to think of Aaron Jones as more of in the uh, Christian McCaffrey vein of running backs, where he's going to be able to create yardage when you give him the handoff, and he's also going to be a mega factor in the passing game, which which I think makes him more valuable of a player. But A.J. Dillon, let's see if he keeps progressing, because he's on a pretty good trajectory here. Jesus Modesto says we choke. Yep, usually. Um, Hot take there. German F. Marr says, Adams and Tunyon stay, Rodgers is out. Imagine a situation where that happens. Ugh, I don't like that. That would be, yeah, I mean. I mean, they just if be If Rodgers is out. They go, so now the idea is we're not going to baby Jordan Love anymore. We're just going to throw him into the fire of having to now replace Aaron Rodgers and lead this run-it-back effort. Um being a worse quarterback, that's, I mean, that would be something. I doubt it, highly. Um, yeah, I, if Rodgers isn't that. there, there's not much point of, of trying to, to, to assemble a roster because then we're sitting at... Exactly. I mean, like, let's say Jordan Love develops or whatever. Maybe we win. Griff, you pointed out six games. You put that number out there. I think that's ridiculous. But let's say we were to win six games. Then we're sitting at, like, the number 13 pick, maybe. 
Like, and it's like, yeah. well, you know what I mean? Like, what's the point of that? But I don't know. <laughs> I think Jordan Love could win six games with this roster. I think that's I mean, ridiculous. I mean, with the free agents, it's not going to be this roster. But Frizz BQ says, Adams and Rodgers to Pittsburgh, Cobb retires. I mean, it, it does feel like whenever we move on from them, if we move on from them, they are going to try and stick together as Brady and Gronk did. They kind of set the standard there winning a title in Tampa Bay. So maybe that happens. Pittsburgh could definitely be a place if we are to move on, but I don't think we're moving on. Yeah. Kind of leads into this, this take from a rod underscore 2901. He says the future isn't so promising. I disagree, man. I disagree. Look on the bright side. If we can franchise Devante, bring back Rogers for one year, maybe two more years, then we can maybe win a Super Bowl, get a deal done with Devante. When Rodgers is out, Devontae's still going to be here, and we're going to be able to bring in a young quarterback or maybe just start Jordan Love, and we're going to have Devontae, and we're going to still have these pieces. You're very—you don't think Rodgers is going to retire in Green Bay, do you? I have no idea. I, I think he I have will. no clue. I have no idea what's going to happen. As of now, if I had to guess, I'd say he retires in Green Bay. I hope so. That would be awesome. After we win the Super Bowl, that would yeah. totally be awesome. Would be good. That would really, it would make everything feel so much better. Because, like, who wants to see Aaron Rodgers on another football team? I certainly don't. Anybody who does is not, that's not the way I would act. I, I would not appreciate seeing Aaron Rodgers in another uniform throwing to, especially if Devontae is with him. That would just be sickening. Who would want to see that? Not me. Taylor underscore Freeborn says two words Chris Godwin. <laughs> I'm assuming, I'll take I'm assuming she's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming she means uh, the potential of signing Chris Godwin, who is a free agent. The money just doesn't uh, make sense for us yeah, free agent-wise. We don't have the money. We, this we is the no one money. year where the free agent talk is probably not going to be too much of yeah, outside no, guys. we literally have no money. <laughs> and we have enough so, of our own guys we got to bring back. Yeah, and, we just got to bring back our own guys here. So. It's about the small veteran minimum type deals that we could easily get from guys that would want to come play for Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. And if Aaron Rodgers is there... Like, last year, Rodgers wasn't there during the free agent portion. His money was still on their books. They couldn't make any free agent signings. This year, if they have guys automatically, like, in the free agent market with Rodgers under contract, happy and ready to play, then he could be helping recruit guys that are veterans, that are coming off deals. And if they want to win a championship, Rodgers will be right at the forefront with the new relationship with the front office that he has, Brian Gutekunst, his voice now being heard, having a seat at the table. That will be utilized in free agency to potentially add some guys um, on veteran minimum deals that want to come play for Rodgers and Devontae Adams and Matt LaFleur and try to win a championship in Green Bay. We've got to find this offseason's version of Devondre Campbell while also bringing back Devondre Campbell. And Russell um, Douglas. <laughs> yeah. This one from Num. <laughs> These usernames, man. Num UH fourth. Packers get aggressive and trade Aaron Jones for a missing piece. Now, I don't that know about be, necessarily... That would be throwing away a missing piece for a potential missing piece. <laughs> he it is would, the missing yeah. piece if he's gone. Yeah, he he, he adds a lot to this offense, so um, I, I don't know. But maybe, what do you think of the idea of trading someone, a high-caliber player, for a for a missing piece, bro? To point to somebody in particular, um, I mean, who... You're talking about... A, so we're talking about a high-caliber piece to, to maybe swap some something for something else. Um... That's tough. I mean, you look at our. I feel like team. Aaron Jones. If you're looking for a guy who fits that mold, Aaron Jones is one of them because we do he's have probably AJ Dillon. if they were to do it, yeah. Um, just because his he's got the contract and we do have AJ Dillon, so that's one you would point to. Um, I, you know, maybe they, if they were to do, I would say maybe Darnell Savage, just because he didn't play great last year. I, but I I like Darnell. 
I, I would like to keep him, but if, if we're, like, picking something, you know, maybe one of the safeties, but I just don't see them making that kind of move. That What would they get back in return that would put them over the hump anymore? It's tough to yeah, see. Yeah, I have no idea. It would have to be a receiver. That's like the only thing. Well, it depends how this roster looks next year. But I yeah, don't know. Uh, it kind of ties into this question from Aiden underscore Lux twelve. We don't need Debach to be successful, and we could cut him. That would be dumb. I mean, that's a hot take. That is a hot, that's take. A hot take. The problem is though, is is we did need him, and we didn't have him, and <laughs> yeah, we lost. We did need him. Yeah, we, we did. did so that, that kind we of is, is invalid. Him, so. I mean, we watched us not win without him. But I mean, it, there is something to say about how. For most of the season, we were a functioning offense. Well, yeah, but great we're, offensive line this play. is the playoffs. When you get to the playoffs and you got good pass rushers, hard to win without your best 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 blocking tackle in the in the NFL. Yeah, he, when when you're the like, I get the argument that one singular O lineman doesn't really make a difference, but when he's the best pass blocking left tackle in the league, and you have a superstar quarterback who you would like to keep healthy, I mean, it kind of adds a little bit more value there. Um... Oh, this one's good from Steve underscore Bates. We win two of the next three Super Bowls, then the dark days. I, will I would take the literally die for that. I will, <laughs> I will take the dark days, dude. That's all we asked for, man. Oh my gosh, two. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I would die for that. That's incredible. I would love that. I mean, give it to me, man. I don't even care. Well, the problem is, is I think one of them would have to come next year. Otherwise, I don't see if they, like, next year is probably, like, the unless Rodgers is in there long term, it would be tough to see them not win it next year and then have to pull themselves together to win it again. But there I, is I, an I alternate like it, reality. There's an alternate reality where the Packers won the Super Bowl in 2020 and they're going to win it this year. Cause I that, wish we were there. It's <laughs> totally feasible. Back-to-back years of being the best team in the NFL. Neither years did we win the Super Bowl. Okay. Andrew underscore Kuttner says, D-Bock wins comeback player of the year. <laughs> that Ooh. would be something. That I mean, would be I good. I, has an offensive lineman and ever And the NFL doesn't... I don't think so. The NFL doesn't give that award to anyone, to any offensive lineman. Sorry. I, would li- I think it's... I mean, I don't know. It would be cool. He could do Ooh, it. Oh, this one's this one's hot from Reese English. Kind of, I feel like a lot of people feel this way. We don't need Adams to win. Never overpay for a receiver or a running back. Games are won in the trenches. So then, what do we do? <laughs> so what's the yeah, plan? I, I mean, I, I, I'm asking, like, what is the plan then? Because if we don't have Devonte, I mean, that doesn't help anybody. What do we do then? Because then we're throwing to Jawan Winfrey. <laughs> <laughs> this is a unique situation where we literally don't have any other receivers. And for so long, Devontae has been our only receiver, and we've been begging for another receiver. Without Devontae, we literally have nobody. So it's kind of a unique situation here. But I kind of disagree with his, his theory of never overpaying for receivers. The problem is, is, we don't. it's, it's tough because, like, yes, I get the idea, like, Rodgers is all over Devontae when, when it's just him out there. But if we get another guy in the first round, trade up for him, that's the Super Bowl move we haven't made. We've been waiting for this team to trade up for a wide receiver early in the draft. If we finally make that kind of move, then we're talking about we need Devontae because those two guys, the draft pick and Devontae, open up the field for each other. They eliminate the double teams. It would be difficult to... It's it, That's the one thing we haven't had on this offense. We've had everything else, every other thing you could think of. The only thing we haven't done is draft a receiver early in the first round. And if we do that, it'll put us over the hump. That's the one thing we haven't done. To, and, and if we do that on offense, it gives us the chance to invigorate ourselves, provide something new to the table, and uh, that'll give us the best chance to win. That's the one thing we haven't done. Time to do it. I agree. I also think that uh, receivers are pretty valuable. Like running backs, obviously I wouldn't pay for a running back because 
you know, it's kind of the general consensus now that running backs is the running rushing success is mostly a product of your offensive line, but receivers having a good receiver, man, is really, really valuable. Imagine these teams without Devonte Adams, or if Devonte was just a little bit worse. I don't think we have as much success these past two seasons as we've had, as as we've had, and I certainly don't think Rodgers wins two MVPs. So, I think uh, I think receivers are pretty important, and Devonte is really good. So, I'm willing to willing to give him a big deal. All right, I think I'm going to save some of these for uh, for next week's episode because there are a lot of them. I haven't even scratched the surface here. So we're going to get into some more of those next week. But uh, if you listen this far, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week to discuss the defense. Same show as today, but we're going to be talking about the defense. So stay tuned for that. Thank you so much for listening this far. Make sure to rate us five stars. Uh, share it with your friends and family. Subscribe on all platforms if you want to go out of your way to do that. Uh, we really appreciate it. Send us a DM if you listen this far. We always appreciate when you do that. And maybe we'll put you on the story. We, we've been trying to do that these past couple months. So send us a DM if you listen this far. Thank you so much. And uh, you can follow me on Instagram at All Day Packers, and you can follow Braun on Instagram at Lambo.Leapers. And we'll see you next week. Go Pack Go. Thanks for listening, everybody. Go Pack Go. Go.